Welcome to OK Sis Podcast. Hi, sisters. I'm Maddie. And I'm Scout. And we are sisters IRL. I'm the older one. Yes, Scout. We know. Here at OK Sis, we believe women are multifaceted. Which is why you can expect sisterly banter on a wide range of topics, such as pop culture, our entrepreneurial journeys, and mental health routines. We promise it'll be informative. And silly. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood. Hello and welcome back to OK Sis. My name is Madeline Rose Mayo and you're listening to OK Sis Podcast. I think you just said that twice. Hi, I'm Scout. I, th- I said it twice just to get it, you know, seared into your brain. Into the subconscious of the collective. Yeah, of course. Of course. That's what we're trying to be. We're trying to be in the subconscious of the collective. Hi, sisters. I am Scout Sophia Sobel. I'm Mad's older sister, a title that I wear quite well. And um, welcome. Welcome to OK Sis Podcast. Again, in case you weren't sure about the name that you were listening to. Yeah, just in case you had any doubt what you're listening to. So we have a couple updates. <laughs> Sound like Remy Bader. We have a couple updates. Oh, we do? Yeah, Mads has COVID, finally. <laughs> I was like, wait, I forgot I forgot this part of the podcast. Yes, sisters. It's so funny because I haven't I really haven't posted anything online about me having COVID or like <laughs> hadn't said it publicly yet. This is the soft <laughs> line like of Maddie's COVID <laughs> this is the soft diagnosis. Of my COVID. Yeah, so I after last episode listening to it was so funny when I was like, I don't get sick and then a lo and behold. I don't, I honestly, like, I do not get sick. This is COVID. This is different, okay? Regardless. I told Alyssa, because you couldn't come to our uh, OK Says team meeting this week because you had COVID, I told Alyssa to pull that <laughs> clip and then well, I had to make sure because I didn't know if you wanted to publicly say you had COVID or not, which is like a whole fucking other stupid uh, conversation we can have about how that's a thing. No, I don't care. I don't care. It's nothing to be ashamed of. It's just like, it. More, I just like had Alyssa pulled that quote and then I have a text message from you that says, I think I have COVID and it's the day after you said that. And I want her to post that because I think it's hilarious. Okay, sure. Whatever. Use my COVID for content. Okay. Wow. Um, okay. Regardless. Yes, I have COVID. It's been quite the week. I'm on day seven. I'm still not hundo P. I'm getting there. So that's why you'll hear me in the beginning tell Taylor that um, if I start coughing like an ogre, that that is you why. You start coughing like an ogre. Okay, before we in, uh, introduce Tay Dome, our beautiful guest today. Oi, there's that cough. There's that love. Oi, oi, bye. What the fuck? I have watched so many rom coms. Okay, okay. In this past, okay, week. we don't need to go down the rabbit hole. Let's keep it. Get it right. Get Why? it tight. Get it right. Get it tight. Oh, <laughs> I'm trying to do an intro, <laughs> bitch. Okay, we're trying to like. All I'm just saying is, sisterhood of the traveling bands slaps. Okay? I saw you watched Father of the Bride. I watched that a while ago. What are you talking? Oh, because you're on your HBO. Because I'm on your HBO. I watched it. I watched oh, it last week. Yeah. The I new really one. Liked it. With, yeah, the new with one. Andy Garcia. Yeah, it's great. Guys, guys, Andy Garcia is daddy. I um, am uncomfortable with that statement. I am so obsessed with him. Like you're talking I about the dad and would it, do the it, dad. Andy. Of course, I'm talking about the dad. Just wondering. Andy Garcia also popped up. I, I watched every Mamma Mia that has ever existed and which is there's only two but he is in the second one and i completely forgot and i was it was so pleasantly surprised i was like oh anytime andy garcia graces my screen mm. if you have not watched the movie book club stop this podcast and go watch it 
It's the best movie. Andy Garcia and Diane Keaton fall in love. I mean, what more could you oh, want? Oh, I should go watch that. I should watch that. It sounds great. I, I've seen it before, but I should rewatch. I rewatched um, Something's Gotta Give with Diane Keaton. Also excellent. So did I. You know, I'm not a Jack Nicholson fan. You know who would have been better in that? Andy Garcia. <laughs> I mean, Jack Nicholson is a very specific effect, and I understood why he was chosen for that role specifically because it was sure it made sense. I mean, him and anger management is just amazing in general. So wow, I haven't watched that in a minute. Maybe that'll be my next uh, culprit. Oh, it's a good one, Adam, and I just watched it. Okay, so before we introduce our beautiful guest of the day, Tay Dome. I just, just want to make a quick, quick statement. We don't need to spend a lot of time on this. I think Mads and I have been talking about it on our socials. Today is July 4th. It is the day of independence of our country. And I have always been a proponent that no matter what goes on in our country, that being proud to be an American and celebrating the July 4th is a good thing to do. And this year feels quite different with the overturn of Roe versus Wade. So just want to make space for sisters in however they are feeling about today. If there's fear, anxiety, anger, grief, or if you're like, I want to celebrate and have a good day, fuck yeah, do that too. I just want to make space for whatever feeling might be coming up today because it has definitely been an extremely difficult week and a half for our country, for women, and if anyone needs to protect their energy, if every anybody does just want to be with their family and celebrate and be happy, please do that because we also need celebration and happiness in our lives as well. If anybody wants to take this day to do the social activism, be angry and grieve, do that too. Whatever is coming up for you, we want to honor here in the sisterhood. So I just wanted to say that real quickly before we get into this episode. Yeah. Did you know that Viagra is government funded? Yes. Just saying. Yeah, there's like, I mean, I, I, I can't quote anything because I don't have stats in front of me, but there's like a lot of crazy stuff that like male good things are funded and female necessary things are not. <laughs> male good things are funded. Yeah. So... There's a lot of things that are uh, that are tracking that aren't that shouldn't be tracking. God bless America. God bless. Yeah, you know what? Like truly, God, can you bless us real quick? Like I'm asking for (laughs) I'm asking for a blessing in this moment in time. God, are you there? It's America. God, are you there? It's me, America. Um, Okay, let's get into this episode because I think that this episode is going to provide a lot of mental health content, a lot of mental health tools, a lot of mental health comfort. Comfort, yes. We had Miss Tay Dome. She is such a delightful, beautiful mm-hmm. soul. I don't know how, like she, she, she exudes this energy that's like so calming, so nurturing. And you know, she talks a little bit about how she was a registered nurse, and she, you know, literally started being a nurse during COVID, which oy, and. Um, has kind of evolved into this mental health advocate um, due to a lot of trauma that she experienced during that time. And she has this company called Lemons now that has been an amazing resource for people who are dealing with mental health issues. And sisters, you know, we talk about mental health a lot. So we got along very well, I would say. And also she did tell us if she was team Edward or team Jacobs. Yeah, because she is, for those who don't know, engaged to Taylor Lautner. So we had a really fun conversation around that. So sisters, enjoy Tay Dome. Tay, welcome to the sisterhood. Feel like you're already a friend. We are friends. We've already made plans to hang out. And see you at the sound bath. And we'll see you at the sound bath. Love you. Hello. (gasps) Jesus. Hey, guys. Hi, beautiful. Maddie has COVID. Yes. 
So, so that's sorry. she's fine. That's why she's like choking like an ogre right now. So if I choke like an ogre, you have a reason, you know. So just just okay. to put Great. that disclaimer out there. Hello, beautiful. Um, first of all, you're just like you're just like effortlessly gorgeous. Like, oh my gosh, stop! Hype me up before this. <laughs> we're we're the best hype women. You almost like transcend. Oh yeah, we're the best. You're you transcend like the cute as a button and the seriously gorgeous. You just like go in between both. I feel like which is a very hard thing to do. You know, I feel like you're one or the other sometimes. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> well, we're so happy you're here. No Welcome to OK Sis. We're so honored to be speaking with you. Do you go by Tay or Taylor? I tend to go by Tay, especially because sure. of Taylor now. So the yeah. rest we're trying to like separate it between the two, but I I go by Tay Taylor Girl, Girl Tay. I love that. So sisters, she's mentioning Taylor Lautner, her new husband or a fiance. You guys haven't got married yet. Beyonce. Beyonce. Oh my God, Mazel Tov. Are you freaking out? Yeah, we're excited. We actually just finished putting, or we're almost done. We put all the stamps on our save the date cards last night. We just like sat on the floor. Taylor was licking the envelopes. I was putting the wax seal on them. We were taking turns putting stamps on. So we're, we're, I literally, it was, it was great. We're excited. I remember those days. Wedding planning, I did a two-year engagement, so it felt really manageable. Like, it never felt like anything was really stressful or anything because we had so much time. So I felt like every month we did one small project over the two years kind of thing. But those, the invitations, the save the dates, that was the tedious shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's been been fun. I mean, we're in the process of moving right now, so that's been a little bit of like our focus, but we're nearing the end of the move and remodel. So we're, we're getting close to being able to just kind of like focus on the wedding, which will be fun. Um, but yeah, we're, we're pretty excited. Yeah. Well, I've been following you for a long time now. I don't know how or when I started following you, but I think it was two years ago or a year and a half ago, I started following you. But before we get in, because I know you do so much work in the mental health space, on OKSIS, we talk a lot about mental health since mm-hmm. I live with bipolar disorder. And in general, Mads and I are just really committed to mental well-being for all and really tapping into that. We're going to get into your foundation and some mental health rapid fire. But first, I just have to say that I think the best reel slash TikTok that's ever been created on the internet was the one that you just posted this week showing your childhood crush and um, the, the guy you ended up with. And then I was like, you know what? Tay is like as close as we can get to like that fantasy that you grow up and marry the prince. You know what I mean? Like, you know, when you're like, oh, I want to be the princess. Like you are as close as that gets, but that reel was so fucking funny. So I just have to ask, were you always team Edward? Yeah, I was. Um, I was very, very much. I always say, because I mean, I was so I'm 25. So like I was young when they came out. So I always like tease Taylor. I wasn't into the abs (laughs) yet. Like I was too young for abs. Honestly, Tay, I think Mads and I have always like not been into abs. Yeah, no, no, we're, been into abs we're not so like, much. yeah, washboard ab kind of guy. I was definitely team Edward. Scott, what were you? So, okay, here's the thing is that I was team Edward, but as I grew up, I was like, oh, t- Edward is an extremely toxic relationship to be in. Uh, team Jacob is a very secure and good relationship to be in. And so one should choose Team Jacob, but they like, you know, manipulated us with the death do us part shit, whatever. But my husband now looks like more of the, you know, Team Jacob vibe. So I guess I'm switching over. 
great. I know. Yeah. I always tease him. I'm like, I'm team Jacob now, babe. It's fine. That's like been a running joke, but I was like a huge Twilight fan. I like went to all of the, what are they called? Like the night before premieres where they show the movies, like leading up to the actual one. I read the books. Like, it's just, it's really funny. I mean, I don't even. So how did you, how did you guys meet? His sister. Um, she was friends with one of my good friends. Um, we hung out a couple times and I think literally like after the second time she called Taylor and was like, I have your wife for you. Oh my God. I had, I actually had no clue that she had told him that. And he was like hitting on me for like a good like month or so before I even knew he's like the sweetest, purest human ever. Like he's like a golden retriever. He is just like the nicest. Like I, I clearly I love him. I'm marrying him, but like, I didn't know he was like trying to flirt with me for the longest time. And I had just gotten out of a relationship. So like, I wasn't even like looking and he was just like, so like, he wasn't like, like, he was just like very nice with me. He was just like intriguing, like with questions. He wasn't like touchy or like trying to make a move. So I had, I had no clue that that was what he was trying to do. (laughs) But weren't you like a little starstruck? One of the most surprising side effects of postpartum for me was that my hair started shedding right around the crown of my head. Now I have these random baby hairs sticking out near my forehead that I just can't figure out what to do with. Yeah, I keep asking you to tame those down, but they seem to be very stubborn. Yes, I know, Mads. After a few months of me not seeing improved hair growth, I knew I needed to give my hair some extra strength and support. Enter Nutrafol. I just got the Nutrafol's postpartum supplement and I'm so excited because I'm committed to supporting my hair health now that I'm postpartum. The next six months is going to be me and Nutrafol. I might not be a mother like Scoutala is, but as you sisters know, we are always on a hair journey here on OK Sister Podcast. I am always looking for a way to up my hair health game. I love Nutrafol because they have a whole body approach, multi-targets, underlying root causes like stress, hormone fluctuations, and nutrient gaps for visibly thicker and stronger hair. While many supplements rely solely on ingredient studies, Nutrafol clinically tests final formulations to ensure their efficacy. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol women's hair growth supplements for six months. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code OKSIS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com promo code OKSIS. That's Nutrafol.com promo code OKSIS. Sisters, my goal these days is to always look put together when I leave the house. Nothing over the top or super dressed up or anything like that. I just want to look put together and feel good about what I'm wearing in an effortless yet refined way. When I look at my closet every single morning and think about what I can wear that is chic and intentional, I usually end up grabbing one of my Jenny Kane sweaters and I always end up loving the way I look and the way I feel in them. You all know, sisters, that when I envision my highest self, I am wearing Jenny Kane. Their sweaters are the quintessential must-have item. 
I cannot stop wearing my Marina set. I throw it on and immediately feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers movie. Like I could just walk on the beach in Santa Barbara. It is the coastal grandma aesthetic. My favorite Jenny Kane sweater right now is their everyday sweater in taupe. This is the definition of a staple that every woman must have in their wardrobe. Sisters, trust me on this one. I wear it with leggings, oversized jeans and a little kitten heel or a silk maxi skirt. Legit, Mads and I are so obsessed with wearing our Johnny Kane sweaters that we've literally shown up both wearing the same sweater once. The white alpaca cocoon crew neck, which is this deliciously oversized sweater. Yeah, that moment takes the cake. Both of us walking in with our matching Jenny Kane sweaters. We're obsessed. Can't take them off. Wearing them every day. The type of staples that save your outfit. That is what I love about their entire collection. It is truly the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless designs. You can curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code OKSIS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code OKSIS. O-K-A-Y-S-I-S. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. No. <laughs> hmm. Okay. She was Team Edward. Hello. Hello. Yeah, but like, I guess, you know. You no, know. I don't think, I, I don't really get like that. I don't know. There's some people that I do. Like, I think we, me and Taylor both, we get starstruck with like athletes like we love like he's a huge football fan like we love sports so whenever there's like anyone that has to do a sports we're like oh my gosh like I'll it, like sometimes there'll be a football player and I'm like babe go up say hi he's like no I don't want to I'm like they know who you are just go say hi yeah. like they have kids with them too it's hysterical but I don't think I was like really starstruck I was just like excited to like like I went over there for a game night for the first time so I think I was just excited to like go like play games and win and that kind of a <laughs> kind of a thing. Oh, I love mm. it. Uh, I well, would. okay, let's get into more about you and your work. So talk to us a little bit about where mental health advocacy started for you. Do you have a mental illness or like where did this come about? So my like original introduction into any type of a mental health anything was at like a very young age. I had a lot of family members struggle with addiction, whether it was like alcohol, heroin, like everything in between. I had a cousin, I don't have any siblings. So he was like, a, like my closest family member. He was like a brother to me. He almost OD twice was like in ICU, like tubes, everything like on like life or death. And that was like the first time I was ever like, but why can't he just stop? Like, why? Like I was like nine and I like saw all of these things and I was just like so confused. And I always say that was the first time I ever felt like pain. Like my, my, ch I remember my chest hurting, like being in the car, but not knowing like how to like comprehend anything. Cause I was so young. I do wonder why my parents brought me to see him like that, but I'm thankful for it because it probably scared the crap out of me and I never did drugs, but that was kind of like my first introduction into like any type of like mental illness, like with the addiction side. And fast forward, one of my closest friends in high school, 
he was like my closest guy friend. He was the one that could like slide in between whatever guy I was dating in high school. Like, you know, like in high school, you like stand and you hug. Like, it's just so weird. But he could like slide in between my boyfriend and I and no one like no one would care. He was like my closest friend, always hyped me up always picked me up when I was feeling down and about like just over five years ago um he committed suicide he not many of us knew but he had bipolar and took his life during a manic episode so but after that happened I was very like I like want to like help people and like the mind has always been like very intriguing to me but fast forward I graduated nursing school 2019 I start working fall of 2020 and my first time on my own, we changed to COVID. We upped our ratios. I was night shift. So I was basically like a recipe for disaster with everything that had happened. And I had worked that kind of shift, picking up shifts. I'd literally go in at like 2 a.m. sometimes just to go do vitals because we were so short staffed. And about like four months into that, Taylor and I are in the car and we're like, I don't know, driving to go get dinner or go eat or something. And he was like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm tired. I just like worked the past three nights. So I was out of it. And he was like, no, but like, are you actually okay? And I was like, that's a good question. Like, I just didn't have an answer. And we, like the conversation just kind of ended there. And it kind of took a few months, like of me thinking about that to kind of like look at myself because I'm very good at just pressing all of my emotions and everything down and not, I mean, sometimes it's hard to like get a personal view of yourself and how you're acting towards like the world. But I was totally like dissociating myself from life. I now have like depression and anxiety from it. I have like PTSD triggers. My craziest one is I had a bandaid on my finger once and I was trying to get it off because it was like soggy. I just washed my hands and I'm literally like pulling this thing off. And I went into a full-blown panic attack because I couldn't get the bandaid off my finger. And it's because it reminded me of the PPE we had to wear, like things like that, that are like over me or things I can't get off quick enough remind me of like feeling claustrophobic and all of that stuff. So all those things kind of started happening throughout last year. And I was like, I am not okay. Like, I didn't think, I didn't think that anything would ever happen to me because I didn't have like a diagnosis or I didn't have anything. And I would consider myself to have like thick skin or whatever. So I just didn't even ever question that anything like that would happen to me. And then all of these things like just started happening. And I was just like, frick, like I need to like reassess something here. So I ended up leaving the hospital like end of last year. And I just kind of woke up one day and was like, I need to start like a blog, a website, something and like kind of share my story because a lot of people are dealing with stuff right now. And I'm so blessed to have the platform that I do and I don't take it like for granted at all. And I want to use it to like help others because like you have this platform, you might as well like help people. So I started Lemons um, beginning of this year because of like all of that. So that's kind of like the long story of like how like there was just like little things throughout my life that really like drew me to mental health and then myself experiencing it. I was like, frick, like if I'm experiencing this, I'm a strong person. Like how many people out there are? So that was kind of how Lemons was birthed into the world. So you, you experience, you know, mental health, you know, issues, troubles, maybe anxiety, depression for the first time. 
what are some of the like healing modalities or techniques that you you went to to find reprieve? Scout and I obviously huge advocates for therapy, morning routines, and you know really really deep inner work things that you know aren't very like self carey Instagram things that people typically say or typically advise. So what were some things that you you know, went to or tried out that didn't work or did work that, that kind of helped you come down from that space? Yeah. Um, the therapy thing I think is great. Um, it's a little bit, I just recently found someone, I wish I could have found someone sooner, but obviously I'm very private with certain parts of my life. So I kind of have to be like, who I want to open up to just because I am like protect Taylor at all costs, but you know, it could be a little hard just because of that. But I think I would recommend therapy, but for me, it just kind of took, like, I needed a lot of alone time. I'm one that like really thinks through a lot of stuff. And I feel like I wouldn't like recommend that for some people, but like, I just really needed to like sit and like have my own quiet time. Like whether that was like in the bath, like taking the dogs on a walk, like just sitting outside, having coffee or having a glass of wine or whatever. I just kind of like needed time with myself to like process. And like, I took, it actually took quite a few like family members and friends being like what you went through, like you're not okay. And it took me a while, like that was probably the biggest thing. And what has helped me is like me being like, I'm not fine. Like, cause I'm always just like, I'm such a people pleaser. So I'm always like, it's fine. Like, I'm fine. Sorry, whatever. Like I just brush it all off. Like I'm so passive. And I think that I had like my, my godmother, I call her, she's just like a family friend, but she's like the mom I chose, we call her. But I been talking just like with her kind of as like a mentor and I'd be like, but I'm fine. And she's like, quit saying it. You're not fine. And I was like, I know, but like, I'm fine now. She's like, you're not. I was like, okay, I know. But like, so just kind of like getting out of like old habits or like routines that we think of ourselves. I think that was probably like the thing that helped me the most is just trying to like step outside of myself, if that makes sense to like view myself, view what I went through, view how, like how my mindsets change. Um, And honestly, just like talking with like my fiance about stuff. Like he, I mean, he's the one that like brought it to my attention. I had no clue. I was like, how freaking long have I been like totally like just dissociating myself from like the world and I haven't even noticed. So he was like very gracious with me and was very, not was, is still just very supportive in me. Like either like having like just being sad one day or being quiet one day or like being totally peppy happy the, the next day. He's been like really supportive of like me trying to figure out like all of that stuff. There's something that's been on my mind that you said, which was like breaking the pattern and the habits. And I feel like I was just listening to Jordan Younger's podcast, Who's Back? And it's something that Dr. Joe Dispenza says, which is breaking the patterns of being ourselves. Because sometimes we get into those states where you don't even know that something isn't in alignment or wrong because you're associating, you're just on automatic and on this autopilot. And I think it's really important for us, no matter if we think things are going well or not, just to have like that monthly check-in and be like, are we okay? What What parts of me are now just on automatic? What habits are no longer serving me? And how can we uproot all of that and choose something different? So what's now, because it's been what, like six or seven months since you quit, quit the being a nurse in the hospital, 
in those six or seven months, what's kind of one mindset shift or what's one area of growth that you've really seen come about within your own mental health from taking this time from like interrupting your life and giving yourself space to really heal and think about yourself and and all that good stuff? I honestly think leaving was probably the best thing as like, I do miss the hospital a lot. I love like being under pressure and like, I love the medical field. So it was really enjoyable for me, but I, I needed to go. And obviously this path that I'm on now, I'm very grateful because I wouldn't like, if I hadn't gone through all of that, I wouldn't like have lemons and we wouldn't be talking here today. So, but I think probably the biggest growth has been probably me like expressing how I'm feeling because I'm not the best at that. (laughs) Taylor always just says, this is what I do with my emotions. That's always whenever I'm like, I'm like, I'm fine to him. He's always just like, I have a question about that real quick because I'm someone who overly expresses their emotions (laughs) and has zero problem with like saying exactly how I'm feeling. And I've always kind of wondered for people who have difficulty expressing their emotions, is it because does it make sense in your mind, but it's difficult to compute out? Or are you having difficulty even internally identifying what you're feeling? As of recent, both of those. But like my whole life thing has been like, I can think it, but like finding the words to say it, like whenever Taylor and I don't fight, we've never been in a fight before. But when we are like having like a discussion about something, I'll be like, give me the night. Let me think on this. And like, cause I can think it in my head, but I just like, can't get the words out or it's, I don't want to like bother someone because sometimes I haven't really been feeling this way like recently, but towards the beginning of the year, like I was just like, would just be like numb and just kind of like just sad and numb for like a good chunk of time. And I just wouldn't tell like Taylor or tell people because I didn't want to inconvenience them. And I didn't want them like Obviously Taylor knows that I love him no matter what, but like, it's hard to not like, as like a spouse, if someone is like depressed or going through something, it's hard to not take it personally, even though he knows he did nothing, absolutely nothing wrong, but he just cares so much for me and like wants to like make me feel better. And I think it frustrates him that like, he can't do it, you know? So then he feels bad because he can't help me, but there is nothing he can do to help me. So then I just don't say anything. So it's kind of like this whole thing, but I definitely like worked through that. But I mean, I couldn't imagine like I would feel the exact same way if the roles were reversed, you know? Yeah. It's hard on the spouse. It's super hard on the spouse. I think going through years of mental illness problems, I think that's been one of the biggest, I don't want to say pain points, but I think the biggest challenges in my relationship with my husband is how we relate to one another when I'm really depressed or going through something, how I can't just dump everything on him as his responsibility, how I have to take responsibility for those emotions and how helpless the other person feels and how scary that can be for them. And you need to heal yourself so you can't take on their fear and their worries and anxieties, but it is very present and has to be acknowledged. And so it's, it's, you know what, someone needs to like Don't you think, Tay, someone needs to come out and write a book and talk more about specifically how relationships can support each other's spouses when one is going through a mental health dip or low or crisis? Because I don't think it's talked about enough. I think we're now talking about our mental health process and internally healing, but nobody has really talked about 
how to do it in a, in a long-term relationship. Yeah, no, that's so true. And that's something like that I want to like dive into with my foundation is like one, like supporting and encouraging like ourselves as individuals, but also like the family or the spouse or something that's dealing with it. Because I know just like Taylor dealing with me. And I mean, honestly, like vice versa, Taylor's been open about like his stuff too. It is hard when like one brain thinks two plus two is four and the other one thinks it's five. Like they just don't like, not that one's right or wrong. It's just like you process things differently and things make sense to different people. So like understanding why or how, or how to support or how to talk to, have you heard of seize the awkward? No. What is that? They're like a, I don't, I don't know if branch is the correct, correct word, but they're like a sub division of the American foundation of suicide prevention, I believe. They'll have to fact check me on that, but I follow them on Instagram, but their whole thing is like seizing the awkward of like talking to a friend or like bringing it up to someone. I think they're kind of newer. Again, don't quote me on that, but they, that's like their whole mission is to like how to like bring up those conversations because I'm sure Taylor, I've actually never asked him this, but I'm sure he was probably like, how long was he thinking like to ask me if I was okay before he actually did? You know, like how long was he thinking it? Right. It probably took a lot of courage for him to also do that. Yeah. Yeah. I actually have never asked him that. I should ask him. But he's the awkward is like kind of like supporting and like giving advice for that. But that's like something I want to really dive into, like in the foundation is like how to like support and encourage from like the family, the spouse, the friend position. You can use us as a reference because Mads has had to support me and vice versa. We would love to be involved. That sounds amazing. Okay, Mads, go. Sorry, I know I'm talking so much. Sorry. Well, yeah, I mean, just, yeah, backstory. Obviously, Scout has bipolar disorder, so I grew up with her in the same household, and I was always deemed the, like, happy one. So I'm like you, where the emotions get put down, and I always saw negative emotions as as the devil. Like, I was like, oh, my God, no, 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 let's, let's fix this. Let's get back to homeostasis, get back to that happiness and joy level. I thought that was, like, what we we're all supposed to be striving for. Yeah. But then it took this podcast and, you know, years, years later for me to realize that not being okay is okay. And we've completely like rebranded negative emotions to be challenging ones or uncomfortable ones. When you put uncomfortable ones, because when you put negative, there's a connotation that they're bad, that they're not, that they're scary. You should be running away from them. Whereas it's actually something to embrace and it's not, it's, it it is okay to not be okay. And it kind of brings me back to what you were saying of the like, I'm fine. I'm fine. This is something we literally just brought up the other week where Scout Scout's pregnant and she was talking, you know, she was talking about how difficult the pregnancy has been and she made it a point not to say, but I'm so grateful that but that I'm pregnant and I, it's fine and it's great and whatever. It's like, no. In this moment, I don't feel fine and that is okay. Like I don't need to follow this up with a sugar-coated oh, I'm perfect. Everything is is good. It's okay to sit in that discomfort. And I think about this a lot because, you know, we're, we're huge gratitude people here on OKSIS. We love the practice of gratitude. There's so many benefits to it. But I was listening to a podcast where this woman was saying that Lisa Bilyeu. Yes. <laughs> Boom. I <laughs> knew exactly what you were going to say. I know. She was like, 
gratitude actually ruined my life because when I was depressed, everyone was like, write down what's, what you're grateful for, write down what you're grateful for. And so I'd be like, oh, I'm sad, I'm sad but I have a roof. Oh, I, you know, but I, but I have a roof over my head. I have a family. I, you know, I'm, I'm so blessed. I'm so blessed. Oh my God. I can't feel sadness. Like I look at all my blessings where that's not, you know, that, that I really, really related to that because of course we, uh, we recognize the blessings. We recognize that we're fine or that the things around us are fine, but it's like, no, no, no. It's okay to like, just be sad. And that is it. Right. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? That's such a valid point. And I think that's like an old, not an old way of looking at mental health, but kind of is, you know, like, I feel like I've heard my parents be like, well, why are they, my parents are great. And they've definitely like, this is just how they grew up. But like, they've been like, why is like your friend depressed? Like she like has a great life. And I'm like, like, and like things like you, that they should be grateful for, like that kind of a thing. And I'm like, but no, this is how it looks. So I feel like that kind of like runs parallel with like, if we're feeling sad to like count like the things that you should be grateful for, which I think it is great to take those moments sometimes and know what, like be grateful for like the things you have. But I definitely think there should be a change of like gratitude to maybe like more so mindfulness as in the sense of like knowing like where you're at, where you were, how far you've come or even vice versa, where you were before and how if you're having a down day, like where you're at now and just kind of like looking at yourself, not as in like everything you have, but like you and your like emotions and just kind of like what is like happening around you. I feel like also with gratitude, which goes back to the mindfulness piece, because I think it's so important. I feel like gratitude always serves me when I am self-sabotaging with a mindset when I'm choosing fear or choosing to see things as a crisis or choosing to feel as if I'm not good enough compared to someone or when I'm choosing to compare myself to someone. So I feel as if gratitude is a really beautiful mental wellness or mental well-being tool to bring you back to the reality when you're stuck in that fear, comparison, anxiety cycle. But when it comes to deeper mental health problems or deeper mental health issues such as depression in those moments gratitude is not going to fucking bust it in that second it's just not going to right you're going to feel like an asshole you're going to feel like you're not grateful for all these things and then you're going to shame yourself for not feeling grateful so I feel like in those moments it's about the mindfulness as you said like just being mindful of where you're at and allowing yourself space to be there for a second to acknowledge as you said like what the first step of the 12 step is to like accept what you're going through in many ways. And I think that I did the 12-step program for Depression Anonymous because my husband is 11 years sober, 11. So I feel as if there's such like correlation between those steps and what we can use for our mental health. But like, as you said, it wasn't being grateful for your life that helped you. It was just accepting and being mindful of where you were at. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so true. Okay, let's do some rapid fire before we ask our favorite question. Yes. I'll start. Because for once I came prepared and I wrote them down. So Yeah, sorry. I did, I was like, fuck, let me uh, stall before. Okay, go. Okay. Usually Mads is the over-preparer and I just kind of like come and wing it. But this time I wrote the rapid fire questions. So Love it. Here for it. Okay, what is your favorite self-care ritual? Probably doing a face mask or taking a bath. I'm like skincare. 
my thing. Mm-hmm. My mom's an esthetician, so I grew up like really liking skincare. So I'm like, I'm a little way into it, but yes, that would probably be my favorite like self-care activity. Mm, I love that. We're, we're skincare girlies as well. And bath girlies. I take a bath like every other night. She's a bath. I don't have, I unfortunately do not have a bath in my apartment. It's like the one thing that this apartment does not have. And yeah. the next one will have a bath. If I have anything to do with it. My bath setup is supreme and it's, it's next level beautiful. It's like a, it's yeah. It's like a whole. Okay. Okay. Oh, you go. A mental health myth that you want to bust. Probably what mental illness looks like, like depression. I just saw like a little meme today, like before this was like, this person's like, depressed or suicidal and they're like crying and it was like so is this person and they're like the life of the party type thing that's something that I'm really big on is like obviously if your friend is going through like a rough time like be there for them support them but then also like it's good to check in on your friends that are like on top of the world everything's like going great for them because like there's so many people that have all the money all the cars homes this like of the world but like they're like not doing good at all What is your go-to mantra, positive affirmation, or tool when you start to feel anxiety? I would say probably taking like a moment of mindfulness, just kind of like sitting. I do, I do a lot of in my head time, just sitting in quiet and like kind of thinking through what I'm feeling. If it's like something that's like an old thing, if I feel like it's a new thing, if it's anxiety, if it's just, I'm having, I have a lot of gut issues. If it's just like a gut issue thing, like just kind of like sitting and taking, it's taking a moment and having like mindfulness to kind of like think through what, what I'm feeling in that moment. I love that. Are you, do you meditate or is it more so just cause I, whenever I do that, where I'll just literally sit and I won't, I won't like put a timer on or what, but I'll just be thinking in silence. I often find that to be even more helpful than like sitting down and meditate. I do love meditation. I do it daily, but there is something so beautiful about when you catch yourself, like just like in thought, in silence, it is, it's amazing. So do you set aside time for that or just it happens to you daily? I think I just try to find it throughout the day. I'm even like, if I'm driving in the car, I won't play music. If I'm in the shower, I'll like just like focus on like, my brain. Um, I do like incorporate Mm. like meditation and prayer and like quiet time into things. I love a sound bath. If you haven't done one, it's, they're like, they're crazy. I love them, but you literally, it's just like, do you have any, do you have any recommendations of places in LA that? So I've been to one, I'm in like Thousand Oaks, Calabasas area. There's a place out here called the ritual that I really like. They do it like every other Sunday and like another day a week that they do it. I love going on a Sunday night because it's like I'm done and I'm like, I'm ready for this week. Like I'm pumped. But the sound baths are like just they're they're awesome. It's you're literally just forced to like lay there and the sounds are so cool. And like your mind's like I feel like racing for like 15 minutes and then it finally just like calms down. It's it, I love them and highly recommend them for like anyone. I'm trying to get Taylor to go with me. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. Well, we need to all take a field trip. Next time Scout is in LA, we'll schlep up to the valley for you, Taylor. Thank you. 
Thank you. I love a good sound bath. I love it so much. It's the best. Matt, I don't have you ever have you ever been in one or experienced one? I went to one. I went to one a very like very trendy Malibu one and it's called Five Cents Collective. It was, I mean, it was spectacular. I personally, I think I was like too close to the people next to me. So I kind of like felt like I couldn't fully relax, but it was beautiful. I do, I do want to go again where I just kind of have like more space and have a different mindset. That's what I like about the place that I go to. You have to like pre-book and they only like set like a certain number of mats out and like they have like, they lay the mats out. Right. I have, I posted a picture somewhere. I actually did a blog post okay. on sound baths, but they like lay the mats out in a way that's like facing like the instructor and all of their like instruments and stuff. So it's cool that it's like all kind of like facing, but I, I like, I'm like a big type A, like if things aren't even, <laughs> like I like when things are like aesthetically pleasing and like lined up correctly. So I, I enjoy going there. You approve, you approve of it. Yeah. I love it. Okay, let's ask our oh our okay. So we ask every woman who comes on OKSIS this at the end of our beautiful time together. If you could brag about one thing, and don't be humble, what would you brag about? <laughs> That's so good. It's so hard. I think I would probably brag about and just like be proud of like where I'm at, like in life. Not even like my like personal life, just like how much I've gone through and how I've like turned that around to the best of my ability to like make something positive out of it and lemons and how much like amazing feedback that I've gotten from it. And just like how freaking pumped I am. My goal, this is my new goal for life. I have no clue. I'm not a business person. I'm a nurse. I'm a dancer that became a nurse and that's it. My new like goal is to make lemons just like a brand and like make people see my little lemon brain thing my logo and make them think of their mental health but for lemons to be such a big brand to get on the Forbes 30 under 30 I have no clue I literally woke up and was like babe I want to be on the 30 under 30 he was like what and I was like I don't know we're just gonna do it but that's how the foundation was born I never wanted to start a nonprofit. I woke up one day I got it done in two weeks like I'm just like we're just gonna do it he's like okay but we're doing it so that would probably be what I have to brag about. I'm just like really like. It's so, you just came so alive. I was like, whoa, what day is this? Like you, you, your whole energy just changed when you were talking about it. Truly. It was awesome to witness. So I think you're on the right path. Thank you. You know, I feel like I am too. The doors just keep opening. So I'm just like, if it's going to open, I'm just going to mm. walk on through. Oh my gosh. I love it. Okay. Well tell everybody where they can find you and lemons and all of the good stuff. Yes. So I am at Tay Dome. Lemons is at Lemons by Tay. Our website is also Lemons by Tay. Um, you can find like our foundation information on there, but we have blog stuff, resources, just like good little mental health. I want to be like a resource for people. And that's kind of what we're using. Like the Lemons by Tay accounts just provide self-care tricks, mindfulness stuff, mental health things, just kind of stuff that's helped me. And that has helped my other friends. I want to just share and get some accurate information out there. So that's where you can find us. Um, we're so excited to follow you and support you. Um, and sisters, you can follow us at OKSIS okay Podcast. We love you. Thank you.